Hey everyone, so recently I decided to do a thing. After nearly three years and two and a half million downloads, I changed the name of the show from Journey to Manifesting to the Sarah Prout Podcast. Everything is still the same, just with a different name, so I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Journey to Manifesting podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Prout. I'm an author, a motivational speaker, a mother of four, and the co-founder of the Manifesting Academy. Each week, I'll bring you a brand new dose of inspiration that will motivate you to create the life of your wildest dreams. So if you're ready to begin your journey to manifesting, let's get started. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is episode number 37, and I have a really special guest that I would love to share with you today. Her name is Grace Smith, and she's a dear friend of mine. I know you're going to love her. She is a world-renowned hypnotherapist. Grace is on a mission to make hypnosis mainstream. And as the founder of GSHypnosis.com, it's the world's number one hypnotherapy hub, as well as Grace Space Hypnotherapy School. Grace is a regular guest on CBS's hit show called The Doctors. Her work has been featured in The Atlantic, Marie Claire, Forbes, Mind Body Green, BuzzFeed, Bustle, InStyle Magazine, and so much more. Her clients include celebrities, CEOs, professional athletes, and government officials, and her keynote speeches and workshops have taken her places like Procter & Gamble, Women Empowerment Expo, Ritz-Carlton, Verizon, HypnoBiz, and so many more. If you get the opportunity to work with Grace or to see her speak live, I can highly recommend her work. In fact, her book is coming out this week on July the 17th, 2018. It's called Close Your Eyes, Get Free. Use hypnosis to reduce stress, quit bad habits, and achieve greater relaxation and focus. So if you go to gshypnosis.com forward slash book, you can get all of the incredible bonus gifts that she's offering when you order your copy of her latest book. And in today's interview, she explains all of the details. We even go through a live hypnosis so you can experience this for yourself. And I'm not kidding when I say that when we went through this three minute exercise together, I felt like I had been on a massage table for an hour because of how blissed out and relaxed I felt. So she really does walk the talk and she is one of the most beautiful people that I have the honor of calling my friend. So we're going to Dive into the interview in a moment, but first I would like to talk about the reviewer of the week. And today's reviewer of the week is Cleek, C-L-E-E-K 22, that left this beautiful review on July the 9th. And she writes, or he writes, I'm not sure, it doesn't say, I shouldn't assume, Sarah's explanation and information is so helpful. I always feel like I have a better understanding of things after I listen to the podcast. Thanks, Sarah. So thank you so much for leaving this review. Like I mentioned in every episode, when I read these reviews, I send back the energy of light and of love, abundance and of joy and, of course, gratitude because you guys are all part of the Journey to Manifesting community and that really does mean the world to me. 
So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode, which is with the world-renowned hypnotherapist, Grace Smith. Welcome, Grace Smith, to the Journey to Manifesting podcast. It is such a pleasure to have you here today as my guest on the show. I'm so honored to be here, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. You, my dear, are a world-renowned hypnotherapist, and I would love to know about why you're so passionate about making hypnosis mainstream and specifically what it is and how it can help people. Absolutely. So I'll start with what it is and how it can help people, and then I'll share my journey of how I got here. If that's sure. all right. That's fine. <laughs> Perfect. So I think it's always powerful to let everyone know what hypnosis is not, which is that it is not what Hollywood has portrayed it to be for the last mm-hmm. 50 plus years. It is not mind control. It is not a blackout state. It is not something where you experience amnesia and forget what happened. It's not clucking chickens. It's not a swinging (laughs) what. (laughs) If anything, hypnosis is a state where you are more in control of your mind than you've ever been before, specifically your subconscious mind, which I'm sure the vast majority of your listeners, if not every single one of them know that the subconscious is what's running the show. It's 90% of our human experience. It's where all of our beliefs, all of our emotional responses, and all of our habits live. Mm. So when you are able to access your subconscious, you become more in control of your experience, and you're able to elevate yourself into a higher or even the highest version of yourself. So truly what hypnosis is, I call it meditation with a goal. Mm. And I know how much you love meditation Mm -hmm. personally, Sarah, and I do too. And I view the form of meditation where it isn't guided, where you're just connecting to your breath, noticing that your thoughts are disconnected from you. They're not you and allowing them to drift away like clouds in the sky, that sort of meditation practice is a real letting go. It's a clearing out. And even though hypnosis takes place in the same state as deep meditation, which is the theta brainwave state, so they live in that same frequency, Mm. hypnosis is a conditioning process. So that's why I call it meditation with a goal. Mm. Because instead of disconnecting from those thoughts, we're putting in new, healthier ones, ones that serve us, Mm. ones that we choose rather than really being at the mercy of other people's conditioning. So that's what it is and what mm-hmm. it isn't. <laughs> okay. And how did, you, how, did you, how did you start with hypnosis? I mean, it, it's quite an unusual profession for somebody to be drawn to and attracted to. Tell me how it all began. Oh, my God, I couldn't agree with you more. I never in 100 million years would have thought that not only would I become a hypnotherapist, that I would literally make it my mission to make it mainstream, which means shouting it from the rooftops all day long (laughs) in a very public way. So this is certainly not what I was dreaming to grow up and become when I was a little girl. But essentially, here's what happened. Um, I've always been deeply connected to a sense of what is just, and what is unjust. Mm -hmm. For example, when I was in fourth grade, we were asked to come to school dressed as our heroes. 
And, you know, all of the little kids came as Powerpuff Girls or the other <laughs> cartoons that they loved or the other movie heroes that they loved. And I came dressed as Susan B. Anthony, who <laughs> is a suffragette and is one of the reasons why women have the right to vote in America. And because Susan B. Anthony is on the silver dollar in the States and she was older in the image that they use, I just thought she was a grandma. So I went dressed up with the shawl over my shoulders and baby powder in my hair and I got on top of a desk and pleaded with my fourth grade uh, compatriots to give women the right to vote. And halfway through my little speech, I became so overwhelmed and upset that this ever needed to happen, that there was ever a time that women weren't equal to men, that I broke into inconsolable tears and I had to be sent home because I, I oh. couldn't stop crying. So, you know, my parents aren't freedom fighters. They're wonderful, amazing people, but this is not something I was raised to be. Mm. Um, I picketed outside of a tree in my town to save it from being knocked down to build a bank <laughs> because it was 150 years old. I wouldn't go to school on Columbus Day until they started calling it Mass Genocide of the Native People Day, oh. which they never did, so I, I couldn't go. That. I oh, mean, these wow. <laughs> You know, these things were just ingrained in me as to what's right and what's not right. So that's the process what comes, um, which is that when I graduated from college, my first job was in large-scale fundraising. I thought I could make a difference by being a part of the largest fundraising firm in the world. And mm-hmm. the campaigns that we worked on were in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And their clients included, you know, St. Jude's and basically, you know, these hundreds of millions of dollars were going to fund the building of a new wing at a cancer research institute, for example, or for Habitat for Humanity, which I'm so passionate about, or Amnesty International, and the hundreds of millions. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happened was, as a newbie, I wasn't assigned to any of these amazing organizations that I'm so incredibly passionate about. I was assigned to the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. Which might, for some listeners, sound like, okay, great, you know, Catholic charities do a lot in certain parts of the world. But it was 2008, and it was the peak of the recession. Um, So people were losing their jobs. They were losing their pensions. They were losing their life savings. And it was also the year that Obama was running, Mm -hmm. and he was my hero. And so what was happening was I was staying at these churches until like 11 o'clock at night and no one on my team was meeting their quotas because no one had any money to give, even if they wanted to. So our bosses were coming down incredibly hard on us. And I'm in these places where Sarah Palin rallies are taking place. So I'm just feeling very incongruous. And Mm. it's not even really a political thing. It's just when you believe in something, but you are actively every day feeling like you're working to build the exact opposite and you're not even really accomplishing that goal Mm. and your bosses are very, very upset with you for that. It was like, I felt like I was spiraling out of control. I didn't know who I was, what I stood for, what I was good at. And every day I felt like my job was on the chopping block. And that I was going to wake up to find that I was unemployed in the middle of a recession when the first time in my life when I had bills to pay, college loans, Mm -hmm. rent. Um, And so what happened, Sarah, is I realized I had no healthy coping mechanisms, or I realize that now. But at the time, (laughs) what I turned to as my quote unquote coping mechanism were drugs and alcohol. And I just Mm. was in my early 20s and partied, partied, partied. That was my way of quote unquote 
coping with all of this confusion and upset and anxiety and really like budding depression. So luckily, fast forward a few years, um, and I was lucky enough to get sober when I was 24 years old because it got out of hand so quickly. And what happened was I was told by some very wise, beautiful souls who feel like little angelic presence in my life now. Um, I remember the day that I quit drinking and I, I quit drugs and I said, and I'm quitting smoking too. And they said, oh, no, sister, no, you're not. They walked me across the street, bought me two packs of cigarettes, said, go home and smoke these and come back to this meeting tomorrow at noon. And um, I haven't had a drink since. That was over eight years ago. So early on in my sobriety, I was really uh, clinging to the lesser of those evils. At that point, I was living in the Lower East Side in New York you know, working by day, trying to heal my life and the chaos that I had created and at night, um, just trying to find a new identity because I'm not partying anymore. Mm. Um, so six months into my sobriety, I was starting to feel very confident in my new identity as someone who didn't need to party to have self-worth or friends or to be likable or to cope. And I said, okay, I'm ready to give up these cigarettes. And mm. I couldn't. I couldn't. I tried cold turkey. I tried the pact, I tried the gum, I tried everything. And I said, if I was able to stop drinking and doing drugs, which were really a massive part of my identity, why can't I stop smoking cigarettes? So at this time, all of these beautiful serendipitous things kept happening in my life. And I ended up finding myself getting into a cab one day. And I don't know how much time you spent in New York, Sarah, but I'm sure a lot of your Mm -hmm. listeners, in that moment, he blacked out. And he woke up 10 days later in a hospital in Lebanon to find that he had not lost his life in that moment as he thought he was going to, but that he had lost his life as he had known it. And he was now paralyzed on the left-hand side of his body. So he had suffered a stress-induced stroke in that moment and was paralyzed now on the left-hand side of his body, couldn't even move a finger. So because he was a warrior, he just assumed that with the power of his will, that he would will himself to move. But with every passing day of not moving at all, he sunk into a deep, deep depression, as you would imagine anybody would. Of course. And three months later, he was flown home to New York City, where he was living at the time, um, because the United Nations headquarters is there, and that's where he was doing all of his training beforehand. And... The Rusk Institute is a phenomenal rehabilitation center and uh, research institute is just a phenomenal place. And he was under the care of the world's best. And for the entire time that he was there, still not moving a muscle. So I was living in New York City at the time and I was brought in to see if I could help improve his mindset, to see if we could help bring him out of this deep depression. And to be perfectly honest, Sarah, I had no idea if we could help him. I had no idea if hypnosis could help that level of depression. Mm. But I said, what do we have to lose? And certainly I had no idea if I could help him because I was new on my journey and I was still only doing this part time. So I get to the Rusk Institute and there's all these surgeons and doctors and people in white coats. And I go in to meet Alessandre and he's so broken lying there in his hospital bed. He could barely meet my gaze. He could barely look into my eyes. And I just said, okay, Alessandre, this is going to be unlike any therapy you've done before. We're going to close your eyes and relax. We're going to enter into your subconscious and have a conversation and 
you know, just see in what ways we might be able to make you feel better. And he said, okay, let's give it a shot. And you could tell that he just did not believe that this would do anything for him. He had lost all hope. It wasn't just this. So I said, okay, let's begin. And, you know, halfway through the session, things are going okay, not really phenomenally well. And all of a sudden I get this voice in my mind that says, great, he's military, be militant. Hmm. And, you know, if hypnosis is meditation with a goal, you'd never think to be militant. (laughs) But I said, okay. (laughs) And I got a lot stronger with my voice. And I said, all right, Alessandre, I want you to imagine now that you are flying in a helicopter. And I had known that he had done thousands of jumps from a helicopter in his lifetime. So you're in a helicopter and you're flying over a city at night and you can see where the lights are on in the city and you can see where the electricity is out. And as you're flying over the city at night, this is a map of your brain. Hmm. You can see where there's the electricity and you can see where there's the blackout. Fly to the blackout and let me know when you're there. And he said, okay, I'm there. I said, when I count down from three to one and snap my fingers, there's going to be an explosion in that place where the blackout is. Hmm. Three, two, one. And now that electricity from that explosion, it travels down the left-hand side of your face, down from your brain, down your face, down your neck, down your shoulder, through your arm, through your hand, out your finger. And I hadn't even finished the word. And he was moving his finger. (laughs) And he opened his eyes and he looked up at me and he said, what do I do now? And I said, keep moving your finger. (laughs) And... (laughs) He burst into tears and I burst into tears. His wife, who was in the room, burst into tears. The doctors and the nurses come running in to see what the commotion is. And they start tearing us too. And he even then started moving his hand and his wrist as we continued. And that is the day I quit my job. I called my (laughs) boss. I put in my two-week notice. And I just said, whatever this thing is that allowed me to quit smoking, overcome my fear of public speaking, all these people are losing their weight and healing their marriages. And now this man just broke through his paralysis. The entire world needs to know that this is available to them. And, of course, the most beautiful part of that story is I ended up eventually marrying his son. So that is the day I met my father-in-law. Oh, Grace. <laughs> and I'm now married to Bernardo for five years. We have a beautiful baby together. And uh, needless to say, that moment, that day changed my whole life in in every single way. (laughs) That is such a powerful story. That's the second time I've heard it because I heard you tell that story on stage recently. And I'm in tears again. (laughs) It's such a a powerful affirmation of the work that you are doing in the world and how important it is. And for anybody listening, please make sure that you connect with Grace and her work because we need to invest in ourselves and empower ourselves to remember that we have this intrinsic power to change our lives. I mean, this isn't, you see, I think there's a, there's a difference between manifesting and the law of attraction and spirituality and then the very practical application of imprinting your subconscious we do have a responsibility so we can live lives that we enjoy. Like I, I couldn't imagine mm. not stepping forward into that power. 
So what, what kind of advice could you give somebody that is curious about how this works and how to kind of dip their toe in the water to get rid of some of the, the patterns and behaviors that they are aware that are holding them back? Absolutely. So that day when I said, you know, this has to be mainstream and mm. I, I, it's not that I necessarily think that everyone on the planet needs to do hypnosis every day. I mean, I love that, but <laughs> people have free will and that's a good thing. Yeah. But what I absolutely know in my bones is that everyone in the world needs to know at least that this is available to them and they need to know at least what it is and what it's capable of which is so very different from how the media and stage shows have portrayed it. So that at least the knowledge of the truth of what this is is there. So then people can make their own decision and say whether they want it or not. Mm-hmm. And, and my you know, belief is at least what I've seen is when people know what this is truly, I mean, why wouldn't you want this? And so people want to get their hands on it. So I said, okay, if I'm going to make this mainstream, that means everybody. It doesn't just mean the elite. It doesn't just mean the people who have thousands of dollars to spend on individual sessions. And if you've got the money and you've got the abundance and you've got the ability, then absolutely. One-on-one hypnotherapy sessions is the fastest way to do it because you're working with a trained professional, especially if they went to an incredible academy like my beautiful school that I'm so (laughs) proud of. So all of our great space hypnotherapists are world-class and um, they're amazing and they all offer sessions over the phone so you can be anywhere in the world and mm-hmm. sessions start at $100 each um, but of course that can be cost prohibitive for people $100 mm-hmm. each and so I said if this is going mainstream that means everybody at every price point and so then of course we created our app which is $11 a month which is much more accessible and our beautiful membership of the inner circle which is $47 a month and you can get incredible courses. But I said, now we've got to go even deeper. We need people to be able to use hypnosis free of charge in the moment when they need it, whether they have got a hypnotist by their side or not, or whether they've got headphones they can plug in or not. And that's why I wrote my book, Close Your Eyes, Get Free. And it's actually coming out into the world on Tuesday. So it's going to be here very, very soon, Tuesday, July 17th. And the entire purpose of the book is to teach you self-hypnosis. And what that means is an ability to access the theta brainwave state on your own and to begin conditioning yourself with the beliefs that you choose for yourself rather than being at the mercy of the conditioning of others. And I really mean that by when I say being at the mercy because most of what we, what most of what's running the show in our subconscious, Sarah, was mm. programmed under the age of seven years old. Yeah. Yep. Zero to seven. It's the most important years. They definitely are. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't have the worldview or the ability to say, let's say, for example, a parent was saying, oh, sweetie, you're not smart enough, but the good thing you're beautiful or good thing you're good at soccer because you're not going to get that academic scholarship. I mean, you know, people say things like this. And, you know, at six years old, we don't have the ability to say, excuse me, that does not fit within my purview of the world or my potential as a limitless infinite being. I reject that. (laughs) You know, we just, 
it's just those little seeds are planted. And if we are, and most of the time, we're completely unaware mm. of the fact that those seeds were even planted. But they're in our subconscious. And then we have the ability to meet them where they live and start saying, actually, no, I love myself exactly as I am. I am worthy of success. I am confident. I can share my gifts with the world safely. Whatever it is that you need to believe, because right now the opposite belief is running the show, that's what self-hypnosis allows you to do. And I view hypnosis and law of attraction and manifestation like beautiful cousins or maybe even yeah. sisters. <laughs> because It's kind of like us. Know. <laughs> exactly like us, exactly. Because when your subconscious is primed to believe that you are worthy of all of the things you desire to bring in, then the self-sabotage things don't get in the way to stop them. Oh, yeah. And that that stops so many people in their tracks from progressing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very important component for sure. Wow. I've got the book in my hands right now, Grace, because you kindly gave me this beautiful galley copy. When was it? A couple of months ago now? And I, I love yeah. it. I, I dip in and dip out as well. I think it's a great book that it's almost like you're guided to, to tune into what, what helps. I mean, the story and how it flows and your ability to write is incredible. So I'm, I'm so honored that I got to read it first. <laughs> oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I definitely wanted it to feel like something that could be read from beginning to end, but also something like a guide where, you know, each chapter has a self-hypnosis script that you can learn to um, follow at any time, any place without needing anyone else there with you. And if you're saying, okay, I need, I'm right now, I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling small. I'm feeling scared. I'm going to jump back into chapter two and work on building up my Mm self-worth or, you know, I have been procrastinating all day long. I need to break through this, jump into chapter nine. And that's why it's there for you. And so that it would be something that um, you could continually come back to again and again in the moment and say, okay, this is, this is what I need now. I've, I've got the procrastination down. I'm doing good. Now it's time for me to release that emotional weight I've been holding on to or whatever else. Um, and, and it's all in there. Yeah. For those of you out there that are perhaps wanting to manifest wellness or create some weight loss in your life, you can also work with hypnosis to get rid of uh, food addiction as well. I mean, that, that was an incredible realization to me. The fact you can, you can help people to overcome their sugar addiction, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a oh, lot of people huge. find that the hardest to get rid of sugar, carbohydrates or things like that. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Sarah. Yeah. It's something that sometimes I, um, I just get so excited about everything else that's going on. Sometimes I fail to mention this, but out of everything that we have done, it's interesting how sugar (laughs) has been the most popular. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went on a show called the doctors and helped one of their staffers quit her. I mean, she truly had an addiction to sugar. It wasn't even just like she wanted to let it go because she knew it wasn't the healthiest. She was truly addicted. And in three sessions, she hasn't had any sugar in a year. I saw her again a year later to talk about hypnobirthing and using hypnosis for birth. And uh, I was in the green room and she was like, Grace, I'm still just not eating sugar. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and so after that, you know, we, we put a little ad out to tell the world and 40,000 people so far have opted in for our help with, with hypnosis to quit sugar because like we talked about earlier, you know, when you're doing something that you don't want to do and you know it's not good for you and you still continue to do it, yeah. it's the subconscious affirmation of powerlessness. And so what an amazing thing to say I, I don't want this in my life anymore, or I don't want it in its synthetic gross version, but mm-hmm. instead I'm going to eat these beautiful agave, mm-hmm. you know, like healthy, uh, what are they, like prune-based treats, you know, because yeah. I know sometimes people are listening and they're like vegan chefs who have delicious <laughs> things. So it's not so much that sweetness is the enemy, but it's just being able to choose and make choices in your life and say, this is what's right for me. And so I'm going to follow suit and make sure that I am doing this in my life. It's, it's so powerful because imagine the amount of children that you're impacting as well by empowering the parents. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, that's exactly. massive. It's, it's huge. Absolutely huge. Gosh, I'm just trying to think of the most powerful questions that I can ask you right now. Um, okay, let's see. I'd love to talk about... Um, hypnobirthing and (laughs) this this is I want to know how to phrase the question because I wish that I had had those tools in my toolbox when I gave birth to my four children one of them was natural (laughs) and the other three were c-sections and I went into labor spontaneously with my my fourth child even though she was supposed to be a c-section and still during that process of being on the operating table I wish that there was more focus on hypnobirthing from that kind of medical intervention perspective as well. <laughs> so yeah. can, you, can you talk to me about the, the beautiful spectrum of different birth experiences and how somebody that's pregnant now could prepare themselves for anything? Absolutely. I, I absolutely love talking about this so much too, especially now that I've got my little 10-month-old yeah. son myself. Um, <laughs> So I remember when I first learned about hypnobirthing, those justice things, the wheels started spinning again, Mm -hmm. where it felt like women, an ability to bring a baby into the planet is one of the most empowering or could be empowering (laughs) um, things in the world because it's miraculous, really. And it's so phenomenal what our bodies are capable of and we, you know, create and carry the baby in our own bodies for nine months and then we bring them into the planet. It should be a day where we feel like superheroes. Yeah. And <laughs> when I started to learn about birthing culture worldwide and how disempowered and fearful mm-hmm. um, the experience tends to be, it felt like, again, a human rights issue. And then I started hearing about these hypnobirthing experiences where women were at home, breathing through what they call surges rather than contractions, and having these amazingly empowered birthing experiences where afterwards, not always, but a lot of the time, women would say, I didn't even feel any pain at all I felt with pressure. My God. (laughs) And I just said, well, if that's possible, then the whole world needs to know about it. So, of course, I went and I got my... um, certification in hypnobirthing and lo and behold the woman who trained me Vivian Keeler who I am so uh, I just adore her Um, she is the lead educator at hypnobirthing and Mickey Mongan is the founder she's um, just such a pioneer 
But I ended up moving to Florida 20 minutes from where Vivian lived when I was pregnant. And Vivian was meant to be my doula. So it was so interesting. I was like, well, I'm going to have a 10-minute birth. I'm literally going <laughs> to sneeze. And this baby is going to come out without any pain. And it's going to be such a glorious thing. And I can't wait to tell the world because here I am, a hypnotist who's trained in hypnobirthing with Vivian Keeler as my doula. And of course, the world had different, uh, the universe had different plans yeah. <laughs> for me. So what ended up happening was, and, I, and it's important for me to tell this story because now it's really changed my view of how hypnosis can help us prepare for birth. Mm. Um, I had a 40-hour labor. Oh, wow. And in the beginning, I was breathing through. And actually, I remember this one moment in the shower. I was like roaring. Oh, like I felt yeah. like, not, not in pain. <laughs> But like in power, you know, mm. like I was breathing through, but every time I breathed, it was like, ah. mm-hmm. and it was so cool. And I was like, I'm a wild animal. This is amazing. I'm giving birth. And I felt so <laughs> empowered. I only felt pressure. It was great. And then my midwife came 12 hours into the labor and she said, you're half a centimeter diameter. Oh, wow. So not progressing at all. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, boy. So she said, the, the baby's head is behind your cervix uh, um, or in front of it, something like that. So basically, the, the baby's head is not bearing down on the cervix, so it's not a facing. So I'm going to pull your cervix forward. Ooh. And when she did that, I literally, I, I, my, everything went black. It was mm. such excruciating pain. Um, and from that moment on, every single third, every single contraction, I, I felt like I was dying. Yeah. For, and, you know, oh, that was only 12 hours in and the whole thing lasted 40 hours. <laughs> so it ended up being uh, a C-section because by 40 hours in, and this is at exactly 42 weeks, so they're not going to let them go beyond that anyway. No, no. Um, it's the very end of the pregnancy for those of you who haven't had babies yet. They don't <laughs> let you go beyond 42 weeks naturally anyway. Yeah. Um, and so it literally was the last day possible. It had been 40 hours. And at that point, I was still only three centimeters dilated because they thought what would happen is they'd bring me to the hospital, give me Pitocin, give me... Um, you know, the epidural, which they ended up doing after, I think, 24 hours because it was so excruciatingly painful after she pulled my cervix forward. Um, and that what happens is then you relax since you have the epidural and you just like, then you open wide up. But I was like, you don't understand. I had no fear. I was not afraid. I was not feeling pain until that cervix got pulled forward at all. Yeah. Everything was fine. Like something's wrong here. You know, if I'm not opening up, there's, there's a medical reason. There's something happening. And so um, I didn't, you know, continue to, to open. So anyway, lo and behold, I end up having a, a C-section. And because I was so focused on a natural birth, because I was so focused on a home birth in the water, surrounded by my crystals and my salt lamps and yeah. my almonds, <laughs> to me, a failure was a medicalized birth before I got in there. That was ah. the ultimate failure. That was the thing I was afraid of. Yeah. I wasn't afraid of birth. So I had massive postpartum depression after having this beautiful, perfect, healthy baby. And I might have had the postpartum depression anyway from just hormones, but I truly believe that I felt like I had failed because I only set myself up for one option. But Mm. the truth of the matter was, Sarah, the hypnosis wasn't just there to help me through the birth. I had a glorious nine-month pregnancy Mm. with no fear. 
no trepidation about what was to come because every day I was using hypnosis to feel confident, empowered, relaxed, connected to my baby, loving my body, no body dysmorphia, which I was also worried about, not loving looking pregnant, and I loved it. So I had this beautiful pregnancy, and I put it all down into the few hours or the few days that can be um, the birth. And and then I said, talk about disempowering. Like, you know, I don't think that it's empowering to say that a woman can't have a natural birth because our bodies have the ability to open and have a natural birth. And that's empowering and that's great. But when there is a medical issue, like we did have, my baby was not coming out into this world that way. He's nine pounds or something going on. It's not happening. He was a big then, one. He <laughs> was a big one. Then thank God for the medical advancements that we have in the world to keep him and me safe and alive. Yeah. You know, and that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. And so now the way that I use hypnosis actually is very different. And I've shared this with Vivian. Oh, it turns out Vivian couldn't be there that day either or my backup doula. So I ended up having this third person who, like, I didn't even really know. It was just, like, chaos, you know. (laughs) Vivian did end up visiting me at the hospital in the middle of the night when she was able to. But um, what I do now is I help women feel empowered about every single thing that could possibly happen. So we don't just visualize the perfect home birth because then if you need to have a hospital transfer, you're going to end up, feeling like a failure or upset and it, you're still giving birth to this magnificent being you are winning you are a hero you are a superhero no matter what so we can visualize a happy transfer from home birth to hospital or we can visualize a happy c-section or mm-hmm. a happy you know even visit to the NICU and so someone might say oh but great what if you manifest that by visualizing it and it's oh, a great that, question that because is really I was question. worried about that yeah that's a great but question the truth is what I learned about birth is we are not in control. That is the baby. And it is how the baby needs to come into the world, right? And I know this to be 100% true. So normally when we're manifesting anything in our life, it's up to us. And it is in our control. And it is down to our mindset. And, And even though the timing might be down to the universe, it is really up to us, what we can call into our experience. But the birth, we are a vessel. It The baby comes through us. Yeah. And so if we visualize the birth that we would like to have ourselves with a little bit more weight, a little bit more time, a little bit more enthusiasm, and we give some preference to that, that's great. But visualizing all outcomes as happy, empowered outcomes, mm-hmm. now that I've been working with my clients this way, means every single birth is a happy birth. And to me, that's winning. And all of my clients who have done it this way now, have had a phenomenal experience no matter what happens. And I feel so passionate about that, you know, it's not just using the hypnosis for those few hours and few days where the birth is taking place to feel empowered, whether you have that beautiful breathing down birth at home in 10 minutes or whether it ends up where your baby needs some medical intervention or you do, but it's all good and it's it's so empowering and I just love it. But also to use it for those nine months to have a, a happy, empowered pregnancy. That's absolutely incredible. And it's so helpful for many people out there to remember that birthing and bringing a new life, earth side is nothing to be afraid of at all. So yeah. I, I love that. And I've done it four times, so it can't be that bad. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> and I'd probably oh, do it more. Man. Like I, I'm afraid that, you know, like if I was younger, I'd probably end up having like 10 kids. <laughs> I just love them. <laughs> I mean, they're so, as we I were talking about are. before we, we started this, this interview, how, you know, how much joy and love these children bring into our lives. It is a blessing. Yes. <laughs> it is such a blessing. And it's, it's beautiful too, that, you know, there's this tool there for us to, to feel that way about it instead of to feel that fear and, and that trepidation. So, so what it, let's um, talk about how hypnosis could perhaps help people that are struggling to get pregnant. It, yes. can, can it help to program a woman's body to be receptive, to be uh, fertile or to work through the emotional issues that might have recurrent loss for my listeners uh, that might not realize I had I've had six miscarriages over the course of my mm-hmm. my life, and I feel like if I had hypnosis, it would have probably reduced a lot of the loss, a lot of that kind of yeah. um, impact that has happened on a very cellular level. How do we how do we work with hypnosis to welcome in these babies? Absolutely. So, have you read the book Spirit Babies? I have, yeah. I absolutely love it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. So for anybody who's listening, I highly recommend this book called Spirit Babies. Um, and I really, when I'm working with women who have had miscarriages and who want to become pregnant and have really been struggling with fertility, I always recommend this book because the, the way that we use the hypnosis is really in tandem with those beliefs. Um, if you happen to read the book, and, well, I don't think anybody listening to this podcast would think it's too woo-woo, that book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but just in the, you know, one-off chance yeah. that you read the book and, and uh, think that, you know, being able to communicate with spirit babies before they're here in the world is a little too far fetched, then you certainly can use hypnosis in a very medical way, too, and it's still effective. So when it comes to fertility... Of course, um, you know, hypnosis is not magic. Mm-hmm. So if there is something medical going on where, you know, IVF might be the only option or perhaps that's not even possible. And so, you know, maybe adoption then becomes the only possible. I never want to negate a woman's experience and say, oh, just close your eyes, reach the theta brainwave state, change your beliefs and you'll have a baby. Yeah. Because that really disempowers yeah. the women who that's just medically not actually happening after years and years of tests. Mm-hmm. What has been found is that 80% of infertility um, has been attributed to stress. Wow. So that means 20% of the time there's something else deeper going on. And hypnosis can help you to feel calm and empowered when looking into those options, which is great. Or to connect with the soul of the baby who you might be meeting through IVF because Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you need to, to do that perhaps. But 80% being attributed to stress. And the thing is, when you enter into the theta brainwave state, that is a state without stress. Mm. That is a state where there is no cortisol pumping through the body. It is a state where you feel so wonderfully, deeply relaxed and perfectly safe that there is extra energy available to the body where new neurological links can be made in the brain to create new beliefs and new habits. And so... Simply by just getting into the state of hypnosis, the theta brainwave state, you're mm-hmm. already getting there, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're already reducing stress. Yeah. But then you can start to learn where the fears or trepidations are coming from. Mm-hmm. You can do things like healing from a loss of a miscarriage because oftentimes the fear of having that happen again could be enough to block the pregnancy from taking place. Yeah. 
if you've terminated a pregnancy at some point in your life, and now it could be a decade later and you're ready to start a family, but maybe there's guilt or shame that you're not even consciously aware of. You know, I've got mm. plenty of women coming to me and saying, I'm pro-choice. Like, I, I know that I did the thing that I needed to do. I was 15, I was 16, I was 19. Yeah. Um, and then we get into the subconscious and there's all this shame and guilt and fear and sadness and it's blocking the healthy, happy pregnancy now and we can heal that. Mm. Um, and then there can also be like I, I did with one of my dear friends. Um, she ended up having a lot of cysts that they found out through an ultrasound. And so we did a little visualization where the sperm was navigating itself through these little cysts like a forest (laughs) (laughs) and being able to find the egg, you know, having that visualization made her feel like, Oh, you know, maybe this is possible because there are these actual physical impediments here in my, (laughs) in my um, reproductive system. And so whatever it is, whatever limiting belief, whatever fear, whatever stress, also just fears about being a mom, how's that going to change my life? How will it change my career or you know, I'm not sure that this is the partner that I want forever, but I'm in my late 30s, early 40s, and I feel like I need to start a family, but I'm not sure that mm-hmm. I want to be with this person for the rest of my life. There could be any sort of thing, but you get into the subconscious, you find out what those fears are, and you start to work with them at that level, and that can, you know, result in a baby very quickly, and I know this from personal experience, because <laughs> my husband and I were working on having a baby, nothing was happening. I started to get all worked up, like, how can this be? How can this be? I went and got certified in hypnofertility on a <laughs> Sunday. I graduated. I saw my husband on Thursday. And if you count back the date of conception, that was the day. So oh, my gosh. <laughs> it literally <laughs> happened on the first uh, encounter after I got my own certification in uh, hypnofertility, which means having the sessions done to you as well because you're practicing. Yeah. So um, that's crazy. You know, that's people, so crazy. I know, right? <laughs> I know. It's like, so if you're just dipping your toe in to see, I wonder if maybe this will speed things up. Like, you know, hold on yeah. to your hat because it could be instant. Um, if, if the only blockage there is stress-based, it could be right away. Of course, for others, the journey is longer. But either way, no matter what happens, getting rid of those fears and understanding what's happening at the level of the subconscious is empowering. Yeah. And healing. Such a gift and such a blessing. I know for me, I went through having five miscarriages in a row before I had my third daughter and the stress that that Mm -hmm. put on my body. And then by the time it was, hey, should we have another one? Because I'm just getting a little bit older. I I feel like I had worked through all of the fear and the stress. I got pregnant on the first try, like the first time. (laughs) And and we weren't weren't expecting it to be that easy because I had to prepare myself for loss after loss again and going through all of the grief that we went through to to manifest the the third baby. So, yeah, it's definitely testimony to the fact that stress and fear play a huge role in the results that we see manifesting in our bodies and in our lives. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about the book launch, what we can expect, mm-hmm. and and tell me where we can get more information on the book and all of the, the beautiful offerings that you have to share with us. 
Absolutely. So, oh, I'm just so excited that this beautiful baby, this other type of baby, <laughs> right, is about to be birthed on Tuesday. It's so exciting. Uh, so you can find everything that you need to know about the book at gshypnosis.com forward slash book. And there's a little movie there about the book. There's um, more information about all the things that you'll learn because once you get the book, you also get an online resource center where I created video tutorials and audio recordings so that as you're learning to do the hypnosis through the script, you can also have this support in learning it visually and in an auditory way because different people learn differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just 100% included in the book. That's totally free. So right now when you pre-order the book, and I'm so excited that this is coming out when you pre-order, but I'll also tell you um, post-pre-order goodies in case anybody (laughs) happens to hear this after Tuesday. So right now when you pre-order the book, um, you send in your receipt to our team and it tells you you where and how to do that at gshypnosis.com forward slash book. And then we send you actually a $50 gift certificate to any of my digital hypnosis products. Uh, found on our website. And the reason why we did this is because we knew that people would get really excited and say, oh my goodness, this sounds amazing. This feels like the breakthrough that I need. I'm so excited to try hypnosis. I don't want to have to wait to get my hands on the book. And and luckily, Mm. these listeners only need to wait a few days. (laughs) But still, if you want to start your hypnosis journey immediately, you'll have that $50 gift certificate to go and get anything you want from our site on any different topic. And we've got dozens and dozens and dozens to choose from. And then you'll also get access to my online workshop called How to Train Your Subconscious. And I am filming that live at my book launch party in New York City on Wednesday. Um, And then it will be online for for all of the pre-orders as a gift after the fact. So if you happen to be in New York, we're just about sold out. But as a pre-order, you also get an invite to the um, book launch party. So make sure you get your receipts in right away to see if um, we can make it in before that cutoff because it'd be so great to meet you in person. And then if you happen to hear this after Tuesday, <laughs> our, our regular gift will be if you write an honest review, honest and authentic review of what you felt about the book on Amazon and you send that in to us, then you'll get the same goodies. You'll get the $50 gift certificate and um, how to train your subconscious. So we're just so excited for people to get their hands on this book, to learn how to hypnotize themselves, to be more empowered than ever. Because <laughs> just imagine, you know, and Sarah, I'm not sure how we are on time, but if you wanted to, we could do like a quick two, three minute group hypnosis just so they could see how it feels. Sure, we've got a couple of minutes. Sure. Do you- yeah, go for it. Okay, great. So I'd why don't that. we do that now? Because <laughs> yeah. then then afterwards I'll, I'll say, okay. imagine if you could do this yeah. right before getting into your session, <laughs> but it's just that they work and it'll mean so much more, right? <laughs> so let's start with noticing um, your starting stress level. So we're having a lot of fun here. It might be relatively low, but on a scale of zero to 10, zero is zero stress, no stress at all. The most relaxed a person can possibly be. And 10 is a full-blown panic attack. The most stressed a person could possibly be. What number would you say you're on right now, Sarah? Oh gosh, maybe a two, <laughs> if, if anything, Perfect, yeah. right. <laughs> just for the sake of You're something. starting at a two. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So for everybody who's listening, just notice your starting number and then go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, deep, letting go breath. 
already beginning to relax both mind and body. Relax the top of your head. Relax your forehead, smoothing out any creases. Relax the tiny muscles next to your eyes. Relax your jaw, letting it hang loose and flat. And relax your torso, breathing easily. Now begin to imagine a color you love forming at the top of your head. And then think that color to yourself. And now allow that color to flow into the top of your head all the way through your body, out the bottoms of your feet, down into the center of the earth. This color relaxing you. This color releasing you. This color taking you all the way down. You realize now your eyelids are wonderfully deeply relaxed. Your eyelids are so wonderfully deeply relaxed that they just want to stay closed. No matter how hard you try to open them, they just want to stay closed. And when you're absolutely certain they just won't open, go ahead and think that color you love as it flows into the top of your head, all the way through your body, out the bottoms of your feet down into the center of the earth. And now repeating in your mind after me, I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. I am safe. I am calm. I choose to be here. And now once more, allowing that color to flow into the top of your head, all the way through your body, out the bottoms of your feet, down into the center of the earth. Putting a smile on your lips, opening your eyes, and noticing your new number on the scale. So, Sarah, you started at a two. What would you say you're on? There, there's no stress. I'm very, very calm right now. <laughs> you know me. I'm, like, I'm in the negative now. It's like <laughs> that is really cool, Grace. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. So for anybody who is listening, you know, what we tend to find is when you do these short little processes, you could start at an eight mm. and in truly a few seconds, a few minutes at the most, be at a five, which is totally manageable. And then you do it again back to back and you could go from a five to a three and then a three to a zero. And so in less than 10 minutes total, you could go from an eight to a zero. So you go from this chronic state, which is totally unmanageable, Mm. to being as calm and focused and centered and empowered as you can be. I feel like I feel like I've just had a massage. You know, when you're you're kind of all blissed out after getting a massage and you're relaxed. That's how I feel right now. 
So that's really easy. (laughs) Yes, really easy. And you can use this to relax, but then also to, you know, prepare yourself for a big meeting, prepare yourself to, you know, handle kids who are screaming at the top of their lungs, (laughs) um, plenty of different ways. And it's, it's all there in the book. Thank you, Grace. I just want to take this moment to deeply honor you for the work that you do in the world, my beautiful friend. I love you so much, and thank you so much for your time today. I love you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me, and thank you to everyone for listening. Isn't she incredible? That was a really powerful conversation, and I really hope that you guys go and pre-order her book at gshypnosis.com forward slash book or you can find it on Amazon or go into your bookstores buy multiple copies I know I have because I want to give it to as many friends as possible when I love a book I love to share it and this book has such a unique message and it is such a practical tool that you can keep on your nightstand when you're not sure about what kind of support you need to navigate through the various different issues that tend to crop up on our life journey. And especially on this manifesting journey, it is such a complimentary tool to have in your spiritual toolbox. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends or leave me a review, a genuine review on iTunes. I would love to hear your thoughts about what you think of hypnotherapy or any kind of intentions that you have or any problems that you'd like some help with I would love to hear about it and specifically how much you enjoyed this conversation with Grace today if you have any suggestions of new guests that you would like me to interview or any topics that you would like to cover the review space on iTunes is the best and fastest way to make sure that I see your requests and your feedback. So I know that I'm on the right track with delivering really powerful and meaningful inspiration that I know is of value to you guys, because that's where my heart is at. I am all about being of service to you guys so I can show you how to manifest and to create that life of your wildest dreams. So until next time, I am sending you so much light and so much love and enjoy your journey to manifesting.